Welcome to the Conscious Consultant Hour with your host, Sam Leibowitz. Good morning, my conscious co-creators. Welcome to another edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I am very, very pleased that you are here with me today. We have quite a wonderful show in store for you. You are so lucky you're tuning in today. Um, let us get going. I know uh, last week, uh, I hope you enjoyed our interview with Peter Roth all about human design. You got to learn Oh, an awful lot about me, your conscious consultant. Don't now. Don't tell any of your friends now. That, that's only for you. Um, but uh, uh, Selena is, is taking a break, but she will be back uh, coming uh, with our new show in December. She'll be back on the air with her practical spirituality tips of the week. But we'll continue this week with our quotes from the universe and from Abraham. I know you guys love them. So let's see what the universe has in store for us today. Did you hear the dueling choirs when you rose from bed this morning? Did you see the dancing flames of joy far off upon the horizon? Did you feel waves of love rolling in as if from one billion surfing hearts? It was your peeps again. There was another love-a-thon for earthlings. Show yours how much you care. Act now. Don't delay. Time on earth can seem so perilous without love. Let's see who can reach theirs now. You won. Again. Love your kind. The universe. Ah, we love our tips from Mike Dooley and the universe. And telling us how much we're really loved by all beings far and wide throughout the universe. And let's see what Abraham has in store for us today. If you guide through anything other than your own example, it crosses over into the category of control. If you say, this is what I've found that works for me, try it if you like it, that's guidance. If you say, this is what I found works for me, and if you don't follow it, you're in trouble, that's control. Abraham. Hmm, an interesting quote from Abraham. Never saw this one before. Kind of the difference between guidance and control. You know, it's as human beings. We love to control things. We love to tell people what to do. We love to, you know, kind of, you know, make things conform to our wishes. And sometimes, especially dealing with friends and those of you who are coaches out there and consultants, you know, guidance tends to be accepted much more easily than controlling uh, direction. And, you know, everybody sees things differently, right? Everybody kind of has their own perspective. And, and just because you found a particular way that works really well for you uh, doesn't mean that somebody else can't tweak it in their own way and, and apply it differently than you've seen um, to make it more of their own and to um, find uh, something that works better for them. You know, we have a tendency to think that just because something works exactly the way we did it, that that's exactly the way it should work for you. And I tell you, I've seen many, many seminar leaders and speakers who like feel like they've found the secret sauce. They have the magic formula and you just have to follow these 10 steps and you will have all the success in the world and everything will be perfect for you only to find that like for 99% of the people out there, they can follow those exact 10 steps and nothing works for them because we all have our own path, our own journey. We all have, you know, those things that appeal to us that might be a little bit different than exactly the way they did it. So I really encourage you to find your own path. This doesn't mean we can't listen to them. doesn't mean we can't learn from other people. doesn't mean that they're stories of, of how they discovered things doesn't have some value, it does. Uh, but we always filter things through our own experience, through our own essence, and, and some things appeal to us and some things don't. You know, the, I love that old expression, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Take what appeals to you, take what resonates with you, and, and if something doesn't resonate with you, even if a hundred other people say it's great, if it just doesn't work for you, don't worry about it. Let it go. Stick to what's really, you know, there for you. And you'll find that life will be much more fun, interesting, enjoyable, and uh, really lead you to a, an amazing path. And speaking of people who've taken their own path, I ha you are 
really in the store for a treat today because we have a wonderful transformational healer and coach, Jacqueline Muller. Jacqueline is a Swiss national who grew up with Thai royalty. She's owned a pet elephant. Ooh, I'm going to have to ask you about that. She's traveled to over 80 countries around the world, speaks eight languages. She's worked in close to 30 countries. She's taken businesses from 10 million to 50 million in, in just a couple of years and was instrumental in taking Boston Proper, which is a, a business in Florida, from 2 million to 100 million in sales. So this woman, she knows what it means to, to be successful in this world. Jacqueline is also very much a philanthropist and personally has personally overseen many humanitarian projects from the Congo to Nepal to India to Zambia. She's um, qualified as a certified NLP practitioner. She's an Ericksonian, Ericksonian hip, hypnotist and an intercultural coach. And you know, we hear, we believe in really being culturally sensitive to many things around the world. Um, she's also, of course, with this background, how could she not be a global leadership coach? And a Robert Ponte style consultant. I have to ask you about Robert Ponte. I'm not familiar with him. Um, as well as a healing practitioner, energy worker, and timeline therapist. Ooh, I never had met a timeline therapist before. Cool. So you guys can tell, like, this is my kind of person, why I brought her on the show, for you to all get to know her. So welcome to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Jacqueline. Thank you very much, Sam. Thank you for having me on your show. I was really looking forward to this. It's such a treat to be here. Yeah, so it's wonderful to have you. I was really happy to catch you while you were jetting through New York City. You're here for all of, what, five days and then going on <laughs> to another country or something? I will be going back to Hong Kong tomorrow, yes. Ah. Yes. And, and that's where you hail from now, right, is Hong that's Kong? That's where I have lived for the last 36 years. 36 years. 36 years, yes. Wow. And, uh, you know, I went there on a holiday. And I guess I'm still on a holiday. <laughs> <laughs> now that's the way to live life, as if you're always on a holiday. Okay, so I got to ask you a little bit about your background, because I didn't know some of these things, that I looked it up. You grew up with Thai royalty? Well, um, my family is related through roundabout ways mm -hmm. to a branch of the royal Thai family. Oh. And so, you know, um, I grew up with those little princes wow. who now are no longer so little. Yes. <laughs> are they still princes though? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> Mo so, mostly princesses actually. So, uh, I don't have much contact anymore with the princes. Oh, okay. But uh, yes, my mother used to tell the story that... Uh, I had just arrived in Bangkok at mm -hmm. the, I think I was about three months old. Wow. And she was at home and suddenly she hears the sirens and the lights are flashing and s this motorcade drives into mm -hmm. to the house. And it's the Prince Regent who, um, who came to see, check out the new baby, which was me. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah. so you had royalty welcoming you into this world. Huh? Yes, yes, wonderful, yes. Wonderful, wonderful. Yes. Okay, so what was your pet elephant's name? Tembo. Tembo. Yes. How Tembo. old were you when you had Tembo? Well, my father rescued him at the uh, age of one. He had just lost his mother uh, and a bit young to lose mother and mm -hmm. for an elephant at one. Mm -hmm. And he was um, the agent for Volkswagen in Thailand and was uh, traveling the country with the head of Volkswagen at the time, Dr. Mm -hmm. Nortov. And they saw this little baby elephant. And my mm -hmm. father said, you know, you ought to open a zoo at the headquarters mm -hmm. and ask every agent mm -hmm. in all the countries to send you one elephant from their country. Uh -huh. So then Nortov sort of said, well, yeah, okay. My father said, great. So this will be your first <laughs> animal. And uh -huh. he bought the elephant and brought him home. Now, mm -hmm. the thing was, uh, we had a big garden mm -hmm. and the zoo never happened. Oh. in Germany. So we kept the elephant. Mm -hmm. And he became just my best friend, you know. <laughs> Part of the family. Yeah. Well, yeah, we played football with him. Oh. And, and he had a very peculiar habit. He oh. loved red hibiscus flowers. Oh. Only the red ones, not the yellow, not the orange. No, no, only the red ones. Wow. Yeah. And Ooh. may I say, tell yes. you another little story about him? Sure. 
in the morning before my father would go to work, mm -hmm. he would often give him give Tembo a little square of chocolate. Mm. And that became such a habit that Tembo would know, okay, this man's going to work, I better go and get my chocolate. <laughs> and he would stand in front of the car, my father had a Porsche, mm -hmm. and, l you know, sort of look for the chocolate right. with his trump. And <clears throat> if my father pretended he didn't have it, Tembo would go into his pocket and <laughs> everywhere, <laughs> behind his neck in the uh. shirt. And if he couldn't find it, he'd start to lean against the uh, car. Oh. And you know, elephants are pretty heavy. Yes. So he'd lean, lean, lean until <laughs> he got the piece of chocolate. <laughs> wow. So I guess that's a lesson in, you know, don't get an elephant into a habit unless you really intend on following through, right? <laughs> that's right. Oh, Actually, wow. good lesson for life. Yes. Yes. You know? Absolutely. How, how many years did you have, Tembo? Seven years. Seven he years, had to go oh. to the zoo uh, at the age of eight because oh, okay. he was really Too big. becoming very, very expensive to yes. feed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> 20 wow. liters of milk a day, you wow, know. really? Two huge stacks of hay, four banana trees, mm. sugar cane. Oh, Wow. So Amazing. I have to say, I really believe you're the first guest I've ever had on my show in the four and a half years I've been doing it who had a pet elephant growing up. It definitely <laughs> makes you very Pretty unique. special. That is, that is. Did, did you teach Tembo any like cute tricks or anything? No, we no. were just, we just played. Just you played know. together. Cool. Yeah. Very interesting. Um, so I take it that, uh, you know, growing up in this kind of environment, um, is that how you started, I'm assuming maybe at a young age, traveling a lot and going well, to different yes, countries? Well, yes, you know, I was made in Thailand, but mm. born in Switzerland. Yes. And so I started traveling at the uh, age of three months, really. Uh, and um, right. it never stopped since. Oh, wow. In fact, I think this year is one of them years with the heaviest travel. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. How many countries have you been to this year? Not that many countries, Jeez, but I've flown over 120,000 miles. 120,000 miles? That's a wow. lot of miles. Yeah, yeah, that is. Well, that's good for at least, you know, a couple of frequent flyer tickets, I hope. <laughs> and I tell you, Cathay Pacific loves me. Cathay Pacific, I bet, I bet. Well, they're supposed to be a really good airline. It is. It is? It really I haven't is. flown them yet. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So let's take a quick uh, commercial break. And when we come back, we'll, we'll find out how you got from like playing with your pet elephant as a kid to like helping companies grow like millions and millions and millions of dollars and what got you to become a, 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 a timeline therapist and energy worker and all mm -hmm. that other fun stuff. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, and we will be back in just a moment. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Bonjour, this is Dominique de Coq. Bonjour, c'est Tamara Zuboff. Bonjour, c'est Asania Kone. We are hosting Pardon My French New York City. Our guests come from all over the world. From Mali to New Caledonia, from Paris to Quebec. French is a common language, yet they all come from different cultures, backgrounds or countries. And their common desire is to make New York their home. Listen to them share their stories. Join us at Pardon My French New York City every Monday from 1 to 2 p.m. Are you stuck in your business or career? Trying to take your business to the next level and it keeps hitting a wall? This is Sam Leibowitz, the Conscious Consultant. I will help you get to the root cause of your abundance issues and help move you forward in your life. Call me now and let's create the future you dream of. 212-721-8183. That's 212-721-8183. The Conscious Consultant. Helping conscious people be better business people. TalkingAlternative.com
near Delilah, what's it like in New York City? I'm a thousand miles away, but girl, tonight you look so pretty, yes you do. Times Square can shine as bright as you, I swear it's true. Welcome back. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, and my guest this hour is Jacqueline Muller. Um, so uh, you grew up in such like an interesting time, and in, in th- I'm assuming you grew up mostly in Thailand. Well, until the age of nine. Until nine. Oh, okay. And, and then I went to Switzerland. Ah, uh, back to Switzerland. Yeah, back where to you were Switzerland, born. where oh. I went to school. Okay. You know, and learned my fourth language at the time. Ah, fourth. What were you? So the first. Well, the first was Thai, Thai. English, English, Swiss, German, uh, okay. and then French. Ah, okay. So that's yeah. a good solid foundation, especially like with Thai, that's as as a sort of an Eastern language as opposed to a Western language. So I imagine like learning Western languages was probably kind of weird after. Well, you up know, with Thai. I grew uh, I grew up speaking three at the same, same time. time. It, it didn't right. matter. Right. Um, and, and so and so now is like uh, <laughs> learning new languages. Is it really easy for you? It's not that difficult. Yeah. It's not that difficult. I uh, I think I also ha- have a gift, you know. Ah, I, yeah. I have that ear for it. Yeah, and, my, uh, my sister's <coughs> like that. I mean, she, does she speak eight languages? I think she speaks like, I know at least five languages. That's fantastic. Um, and she's, yeah, and she's a translator. So she translates from mm. English to Hebrew a lot and Russian to Hebrew and wow, Hebrew back to Russian and English. Yeah, now she's like learning ancient German and ancient Greek or something. I don't know. It's, it's, it's I, I uh, started learning Russian at the age of 16 because I thought I'd be an interpreter. Ah. Always interested in, in relationships with between right. people. And so I took private tutoring for about a year in Russian. Ah. My idea was I'd uh, be a translator or interpreter mm-hmm. between Russian, Arabic, Right. And uh, the European languages, sort ah, of. Ah, okay. <coughs> Never happened. <laughs> so, so when you went to college and, and like graduate school, what kinds of studies, like, where did you put your focus, or were you like all over the place? <laughs> Actually, I um, I studied in in Germany and Denmark, uh, ah. German language and literature, and oh. Italian mm-hmm. language and literature. And then I spent a couple of semesters in uh, in the U.S. at the University of Washington, Seattle. Oh, okay. And that was comparative literature, so oh. nothing <laughs> to do with what I'm doing now. Yeah. So like a real liberal arts kind of education. <laughs> yeah. Really. So, so how did you get from doing that to being like a business consultant? <laughs> I mean, that's like a pretty far stretch. I mean, you know, some things you can kind of see. Like I know people go into psychology or sociology, so it's like organizations and people. So you can kind of get that, but like ancient literature? Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, I, uh, I was married at the time, and mm. uh, we, like so many marriages, broke up. Mm. And so I thought, well, what am I going to do now? So I went back to Switzerland. I was mm-hmm. in the U.S. at the time mm-hmm. and worked for Prince Karim Aga Khan, the head of the Ismaili, uh-huh. the uh, Muslim branch, mm-hmm. um, or rather the Ismaili branch of Islam, mm-hmm. uh, an absolutely remarkable person. Mm. And I was part of the secretarial pool and then transferred into part of his other businesses but his office moved from Geneva to outside of Paris and I wasn't ready to get you know buried Mm. in the countryside so I was uh, going back to school I was going to study child psychology in Geneva with the then very famous professor Mm -hmm. Piaget oh Piaget yes and uh, but I had three months where what was I going to do to fill the uh, time? And I thought, uh, well, I don't want to spend money, so why don't <laughs> I go and stay with my dad in Bangkok? Uh, Which I did, and he took me to Hong Kong, and I've never looked back. Really? Yeah. Wow, wow, that's amazing. So did you ever get? So did you ever study with Piaget? Or no. No. No, uh, I studied with life. Yeah, that's <laughs> a much a very good teacher, life. Oh, yeah, and interesting, too. So I arrived in Hong Kong. No money in my pocket, really. Mm. Did simultaneous translation. Isn't that funny for Ah, business people who didn't speak English, you know? (laughs) Germans, Italians, French. Ah. And um, 
that led me to a job. The offer went like this. Oh, yeah, we heard you're in town. Uh, would you like to do a market survey for us? And I went, sure. And to myself, I was thinking, hmm. What's a market survey? What is a market <laughs> survey? <laughs> <laughs> of course. Yeah. And sure, I said, yes. Well, what, what do you want? Well, we want to know if these combination locks will sell in Hong Kong. Mm. And I thought, what's a combination locks? I said, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> and I think basically that very positive attitude, mm. the, you know, the sense of adventure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just saying yes to the universe, whatever shows up. And whatever shows up. You'll learn what you need to learn in the process. And you know, it's, it, doors open. Yeah, I mean, if they're willing to pay you, why not? Yeah, they Absolutely. were, which led to a job as an export manager, which was uh, also very interesting. It was a small company, and my paycheck bounced every other month. Oh, really? So, yes. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Jeez. Difficult times. Until one day I decided I'd had enough. Mm. Uh, I was starting to get sick. Mm. So... I talked to somebody I'd met and uh, I said, you know, I'm looking for a job, really. The next day I had a phone call for an interview and I got a job mm -hmm. in a large Swiss family-owned trading company, Cosa oh, Lieberman. Okay. And uh, I stayed there for 10 years. Oh, okay, wow. Yeah, and right. that's what really started me traveling in the Far East and, and in the world again uh, because I ended up being a deputy general manager, uh, broke all the glass ceilings. Oh. Uh, was the only woman in management actually at the time. Wonderful. Of course, I got paid a lot less than my male colleagues. Of course, colleagues. of course. But you know, but I you thought got to that do things that other women that's get to not do. gonna happen. Yeah. So I found that uh, although my department was smaller, mm -hmm. it was the most profitable one, oh, which really? meant that my bonus was bigger. Ah. So I didn't get a bigger salary. I made a bigger, bigger bonus. bonus. And yes, that worked for me. Oh, wonderful. Mm. Wonderful. And I got to travel. And, you know, it really opened up Asia for me because mm. I worked quite a lot in, in Seoul, Korea. Oh, really? In Taiwan. Thailand a little bit. Philippines a little bit. Indonesia, Malaysia. And... Here in New York. Mm, <laughs> wonderful. Um, so you were, you were exposed to like so many different cultures and countries. Uh, you must have like a really different perspective for most people just because you've had the opportunity to like see so much and, and not just on a, like a tourist level, but on a real like working, like what is it like to really be in these countries and work? Yes. And, you know, be in the factories because, yeah. of course, I spend a lot of time in the factories mm. learning the job on the job, really. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, well, at one point uh, we were manufacturing baby strollers. Well, what did I know about baby strollers? Yeah, not much. Mm. After six months, I knew an awful lot about <laughs> baby strollers I'm because sure. I spent a lot of time in the factories. And I think yeah. it's always good to be willing to learn everything in a job, you yes. know? Yes, absolutely. Not to be too proud to, to wrap the samples and... Yeah. and uh, Go and do quality control in the factories. Go and sit with the workers. One learns a lot. And that's how I also traveled all around China uh, in the early days. Um, you know, it, it happened that I went to places where I was the first foreigner in years. Uh, that's yeah. how I went to Harbin. <laughs> oh, to Harbin? You were in like Harbin. You were probably like the first Caucasian person they ever saw. Actually, it was very funny. They made me wait in, in Beijing for a number of days before uh, giving me the visa. Okay, uh -huh. Then I got the visa, then there was no flight. <laughs> anyway, I finally got on the flight and... And we land, and there's this red carpet being rolled out, and I'm thinking, wow, there must be some important people on this flight. <laughs> the important people was me, yeah. which was, you know, so unexpected. It was mm. like, what? So what have I done to, <laughs> to deserve this? Um, it was very, very interesting. They put me up in a mansion where I was the only person living in this 12-bedroom mansion with my own cook and wow. and food I couldn't really eat because it was so <laughs> foreign. Well, I had to. I bet. But, you know, bear's paws. Mm. Bear paws, really? Yeah. Oh, my God. 
So it's uh, they, very interesting, though, they you really know. They pulled out all the stops for yeah. you. Yeah. First, they said I was the first Caucasian woman mm. since, I don't know, the 50s or something. Yeah, probably. Wow. And so I, I've you, been you, very, very fortunate to have all these experiences. Yeah, and experiences that like you can't have now because things are no. so open and globalized. So with all the changes that you've seen over the years, I mean, from like a, a really global perspective, how do you see the world has changed over the last 20, 30 years from your perspective? Wow, that's a really big and loaded question. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like asking those kinds of questions. <laughs> Naughty Sam. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, I think there are so many levels I could answer at. Um, on the one hand, I, I see it's become more violent and less accepting. Oh, really? Okay. On the other hand, there is much more awareness. Mm. Um. How deep the awareness of others is, I don't know. There is a certain mm. opening for sure. Mm -hmm. And certainly for China, a lot of people are much better off and, and yeah. have enough food. And, you know, they're right, not terribly right. interested overall. If you think about 1.3 billion people, yeah. they're, they're interested in having a decent life. Right, and I think a uh, many more do have that. Yes, although yes. there is a lot of pressure because... Yes with the masses and you know it's always been quite overwhelming to mm. be in the middle of beijing for instance yes, with at the time not that many cars but yes. hundreds of thousands of bicycles, bicycles. Yeah. and being in the middle you know you had to really navigate the traffic mm. now you have to do that with, with cars. cars right which makes tremendous pollution i know big change it's a huge change big change yeah, yeah and i think that's do you think that's maybe symbolic for much of the developing world that, you know, it's gotten, you know, the standard of living. I mean, yes, there's still tremendously poor areas, but there's a certain like rise in the standard of living, but that rise in the standard of living has been accompanied by some real challenges. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, is it better? Is it worse? I don't have any comments on it's that. Just I think it is different. just what it is, you know. Yeah, it's just different than and it was it's, before. And it's part of the evolution. Yeah. Do things feel to you like they're changing more quickly than they used to or <laughs> not as much? Well, I think time's going more quickly, quickly too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everything seems to be speeding up. And it's not only because I'm growing older, it's mm. because actually scientifically it's been proven that time has been speeding up. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, and and uh, and I have to find out about that today. I'd heard once that after some major earthquake in South America, the scientists measured and like the Earth was actually spinning like a fraction of a second faster. Faster, yeah. Yeah. A quarter of a second or something. Yeah, a quarter of a second, something like that. Yeah, wonderful. Okay, um, it's time for us to take another commercial break. I hope I can get in all my questions. I got like so much I want to ask you. <laughs> so everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, and we will be back in just a moment. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you suffering from aches and pains? Has traditional medicine let you down? Are you tired of taking toxic medications? Then come to the Double Diamond Wellness Center and learn how our natural methods can help you to heal. Call us now at 212-721-8183. That's 212-721-8183. Or find us on the web at www.doublediamondwellness.com. We look forward to serving you. I'm the aptly named host of Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio, big nonprofit ideas for the other 95%. Fundraising, board relations, social media, my guests and I cover everything that small and mid-sized shops struggle with. If you have big dreams and a small budget, you have a home at Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. Fridays, 1 to 2 Eastern at TalkingAlternative.com.
Have you ever considered consulting a roadmap when you feel you need help getting to your destination? When the normal path seems blocked, a little help can come in handy when choosing an alternate route. Your natal chart is a map of your potentials. It addresses relationships, finance, business, health, and above all, creativity. Current planetary cycles can either support or challenge your objectives. I'm Montgomery Taylor. If you would like to explore the help of a private astrological reading, please contact me at Monty at MontyTaylor.com. That's Monty, M-O-N-T-Y, at MontyTaylor.com. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. So, Jacqueline, I, I just have to ask you, I mean, you've had such an interesting life. How did you get to, like, really being a, a business growth expert, if I may call you that, you know, taking companies from, from you know, a couple of million in sales to, like, huge numbers in sales? I mean, working on really, like, big levels. What was that like? <laughs> Exciting. <laughs> I bet, I bet. Um, you know, I was invited uh, to join a friend of mine mm-hmm. in his company. He didn't have time to, to take care of it. So uh, I became the managing partner oh. and uh, really grew the company by being interested in the people. Oh. You know, people were not numbers. Our right. <clears throat> our buyers were not just a buyer. Right. They were the person. And right. and I found that every time that I've been in a business situation business business, <laughs> mm-hmm. it I've always known a lot about the people in the business. Uh. And that creates amazing rapport and trust. Mm. And if you don't abuse that trust if you mm. honor that trust mm-hmm. people will work with you yeah and you can encourage them and you can yeah. uh, you can make suggestions and uh, and show them things that are possible which are beyond the realm of of their daily lives right again providing like we, the quote at the beginning of the show exactly. guidance as opposed to trying to control them and it's like you have to do it this way and that way absolutely yeah. and um you know, also guiding by example. Mm, um, right. You know, you say you're going to do something, do it. Don't just right. say it. So really you focused on sort of creating amazing relationships between the people involved, like creating really great teams. Yep. And then when the teams like felt that camaraderie, they were able to go out and produce and create amazing stuff. Amazing. And, and uh, in fact, you know, we introduced, and this is oh, a long time ago now, uh, burning essential oils in really? in the offices and let's how long ago twenty five years ago wow and at first there was a lot of resistance I'm and sure. and I would say well just give it another it try, try. Yeah. <laughs> and after a few weeks you know if I'd forget to bring in an oil or whatever mm. they'd come to me and say is something wrong and why. Well, you're not burning the oils today. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, it created an environment for the people to feel comfortable and to to be motivated. And, you know, also our clients, we we were very open, very Mm. transparent. Mm. And so... And we 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 had a lot of uh, knowledge mm. of our markets, and and I have a very good sense of fashion, so right. it was uh, it was easy to to sh- take them to take the buyers, you know, teach them that traveling is mm. good for you. It shows uh. you things, uh, and uh, because I know Europe 
pretty well. I could take them to the places where fashion was developing and you mm. could actually see, oh, this is coming, that is coming. Ah, ah, I see, I see. Well, I guess, because I know I had learned years ago that, uh, I guess it's true, like venture capitalists don't invest in ideas. They invest in people. Yeah. So they always look at who's the management team, who's, who are the people around, because they know that even if this particular idea doesn't work, if you've got a good team, they can be flexible, they give, give them something else and they'll make it successful. So, so mm-hmm. that's really true, I guess, whether it's a, you know, a mom and pop shop or a $100 million company, it's really all about the people. That's the main, the, the most important resource. Yeah, and the especially company. the people at the top. I, I like to work with the, the CEOs and mm. the senior VPs because, you know, then the philosophy filters down. And so the impact is much faster and much bigger. The ripple effect. Right, right. And then it affects the whole organization. (laughs) It does. So I have to ask, like, how did you go from doing that kind of stuff to like being an energy worker and a timeline therapist? I have to ask you what a timeline therapist is. But I mean, like (laughs) getting into the more healing side of things and the spiritual side of things. Well, I was always interested in it. And Mm. I, I mean, I've been meditating for, I don't know, 30 plus years and uh, it was always a side of life that I felt was very interesting you know I I was jetting around the world first class had it all you Mm. know but there is always something missing Uh. so I was always searching that and uh, I'd had a few signs from the universe that (laughs) um, actually my purpose wasn't just to run a business Mm -hmm. just I I say that with all due respect Um, but that there was something more and I was not willing to get out of my comfort zone. Uh. So they engineered something for me (laughs) to get out of my comfort zone. Uh. Uh, My partner walked into my office one day and said, there's no room for you here. I went, what? I run this company for 15 years. Yep. Okay. And bless his heart. He was really, really nasty. Really? And had he not been, I would not be here today. Really? I wouldn't be the person I am today. Yes, ah. because I wouldn't have been able to let go ah. and really question my identity, question, look at who I am and take a good hard look. Because, you know, we all have things to learn. Yes, absolutely. And so... Um, I've always liked an adventure and I Mm -hmm. looked at this as an adventure and one very fundamental thing it gave me, this breakup of the relationship and Mm -hmm. the business, was that I was confronted with the idea that I actually have a choice. That I have a choice to either be a victim or I can have fun. Fun. And you know, it's not hard to guess what I chose, (laughs) right? (laughs) (laughs) You chose the elephant, I know. Uh, Right, that was fun. (laughs) Exactly. Yes. And and to be aware that in any situation, we always have a choice, Mm. even when we think we don't. Mm. I mean, I really hit rock bottom, and I went, ah, no, 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 no. And when I had made my choice to have fun. Mm -hmm. Didn't mean that life was all a bed of roses. It just meant that there was always a guiding light there. Mm -hmm. There was always this faith, this trust Mm -hmm. that, yes, I am going towards what I'm meant to do. I see. And and how did you start studying or learning about this? I'd been doing that for a while. Oh, you had already been doing that? Um, Yes. I had done Reiki and... Oh. was offered to do a Reiki master apprenticeship of four years, but I'd said no. Oh. And I'd been doing um, something called Neigong, which is the parent oh. form of Tai Chi and Qigong, right. you know? Mm-hmm. Yes. Sort of the Chinese yoga. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, for oh, a long time. But I, what I then did is I went more deeply into these mm. things. So I, I looked at all sorts of modalities. And I also went on a trip to Egypt, oh. which was a trigger point. Oh. I had always wanted to go to Egypt, uh-huh. and this was a dream come true. And I loved the trip. Mm-hmm. So I went again in a big group of 50 people and learned all the things that 
could be done differently. Ah. And so Spirit said to me, well, uh, what are you waiting for? Uh, what, what am I waiting for? Well, how about doing your own trips? And that's how Sacred World Journeys ah. came about. Okay. And that's when you started um, you know, creating these wonderful travel events to sacred places to really yes. help people. Ah. Yes. And, being, and that was how long ago? Uh, that was about eight. Eight years ago. Eight years ago, okay. And, uh, you know, the more you do something, yes. practice, 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 the more you get good at it. Yes. And um, so I went to Egypt about 12 times. Wow. I know those sites and the energies there, mm. and there is, you know, more uncovering each time. And, and from that, I learned a lot, and I also learned mm. how to guide people. And as you say, guide them, not make yes, them do. Right, Look, right. this is the experience you can have or you mm. can choose to have. And this is what happens to me. Don't believe me. Just right. check it out. Just be open. right? Mm. And do, do, do you go to more places than Egypt? Or? Oh, yeah. I go. I've taken groups to Peru, uh, oh. Nepal. Ah. South of France and now Morocco. Oh, in Morocco. Yes. I haven't beautiful. been there yet. I'm dying to go there. Um, uh, so, out of all these places, is Egypt the most magical place for you? Or, well, or they all, all are. They all are magical, but I have a very special Connection relationship with Egypt. With Egypt. Yes. Is, is there some there. sacred site on the planet that you haven't been to yet that you're, oh, really, plenty, looking for, that plenty. you're really looking forward to going to? That's like the uh, top of the list. You know, no, there is nothing no. on top of the list. It's just uh, there are so many. And when when I feel the call, mm -hmm. I'll go. Ah, I see. Yeah. I see. Okay, so real briefly, because we don't have a lot of time left, I really have to know, what's a timeline therapist? <laughs> it's a part of NLP. Ah, and okay. it's uh it's sort of a regression. You've heard of past life regression? Absolutely. Past life regression is... Um, Similar, but goes a bit further. Timeline therapy just takes you back to before an event that happened in your life. Uh, so you can let it go and then move forward. I see, I see. Very powerful. I'm sure. And, and for, uh, for your energy work, when you work with people, um, how, how do you do it? Or what, kind of, how does it, what does it look like? What does it look like? Mm. Well, um, if I told you that I'm doing energy work on you at the moment, what mm. does it look like? You can't it's see like it. It's like you sitting there talking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but that doesn't mean that you can't actually offer the energy to somebody. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I connect it to certain specific energies in Egypt and Bolivia, mm -hmm. oh. which um, which come into my sessions whenever needed, and my uh, hands start to to move, and uh, uh, you know the energy moves. What would you say are your biggest influences in on that side of what you do? Um, teachers or experiences? What really influenced you to 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 give you a sense of how you do energy work? Hmm. I think it, it just comes from within. Just comes from within. So it's really self-generated. Yeah, and of course I have, uh, I have uh, two spiritual teachers, one in the body and one not. Ah. And uh, they have been huge influences, yes. Who's the one in body? The if one in body is called Helen Barton, and okay. she is um, in Australia. Oh, okay. And the one not in a body is called John the Beloved, the disciple of ah. Jesus. Who okay. actually is channeled by Helen as a group of entities. Oh. Very, very powerful. Wonderful, wonderful. Believe it or not, it's time to take our last commercial break of the show. I tell you, time flies so fast when I have such interesting guests. So uh, we're going to come back. We'll learn a few more things about Jacqueline and uh, how you can all get in touch with her and learn more. So please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Have you ever decided to reinvent yourself? Are you navigating a new life's journey? Are you an aspiring artist that's looking for direction? 
This is Kevin Barbaro, and my new show, Coffee Talk 3.0, is your new best friend. Tune in live to hear successful professional artists and their inspiring real-life adventures Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, right here at TalkingAlternative.com. Bonjour, this is Dominique de Coq. Bonjour, c'est Tamara Zuboff. Bonjour, c'est Asania Kone. We are hosting Pardon My French New York City. Our guests come from all over the world. From Mali to New Caledonia, from Paris to Quebec. French is a common language, yet they all come from different cultures, backgrounds or countries. And their common desire is to make New York their home. Listen to them share their stories. Join us at Pardon My French New York City every Monday from 1 to 2 p.m. Are you suffering from aches and pains? Has traditional medicine let you down? Are you tired of taking toxic medications? Then come to the Double Diamond Wellness Center and learn how our natural methods can help you to heal. Call us now at 212-721-8183. That's 212-721-8183. Or find us on the web at www.doublediamondwellness.com. We look forward to serving you. Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at talkingalternative.com. Lend your ears, lend your hands, lend your movement, anything you can. Come to teach, come to be taught, come in the likeness and the image of God. Cause you can be like that, with all that humbleness and all that respect. All the power invested in me. And welcome back. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. My guest this hour has been Jacqueline Muller. Um, what do you think the future holds in store for you? For me? Yeah. Huh. <laughs> I, um, I'm waiting to see. Oh, okay. So just kind of open to what comes. Yes, and uh, I know that um, I am going to be teaching a lot. Oh, okay. Speaking, uh, which I resisted for a long time. I didn't like to be in front of a lot of people. And uh, in fact, now I... I really have fun when I do that because ah. I can see that the difference ah, that uh, okay. my contribution can make. And, yeah. um, and you know, my mission is to put a smile on people's face. So ah. <laughs> um, it's uh, easier to do when you have 50 or 100 or 500 people in front of sure. you than when you have one. One or two, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wonderful, mm-hmm. wonderful. And taking this... Um, this philosophy, I would say, of mine into the business world and changing the way people look at business and mm. practice business is really something that is very important to me. Do, do you think people going into business are becoming more conscious now than they used to be? Well, they're certainly more open, more open to, okay. to, for instance, meditation. Yes. It used to be a dirty word. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But now that it's known that uh, Warren Buffett has been meditating for 30 years, you know, it's become much more acceptable. <laughs> right, right. And Warren Buffett and people and Steve Jobs, you know. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Do you think the world is evolving to someplace better? Or do you think it's just going to be more of the same? I certainly hope. Hope. Oh, that's good. That it is evolving and uh, changing to become more human. Mm. Um, again, I think it will take still a lot of work of mm. doing things differently, of mm. you know, not uh, seeing each other as competitors, but right. as um, unique individuals who can work together. Co-creators, yeah. And um, because there is no competition. I mean, everybody is different. Why would we compete? We all have our own 
wonderful yeah. sides, you know, right. and gifts and, and contributions to make. Right, and everybody appeals to somebody different. Yes, and also I think businesses, within businesses, to have a team spirit which is supportive instead of competitive. Mm. Um, I have seen that when companies turn that way, mm-hmm they become much more effective, much more efficient, and that goes straight to the bottom, bottom line. line. Right, <laughs> so hopefully th- they'll learn that, you know, to embody these kinds of principles is better for everybody, including the bottom line. Yes. And in order well, to, quote-unquote, still be relevant in today's marketplace. You know, and one goes with the other. Yes. So if you, instead of having a company, and the company culture is... I know certain companies uh, in the world, you know, mm-hmm. tough, 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 tough. And yeah. it's, uh, if they start to actually look at their employees mm. as humans, as assets, yeah. as people, right. and, you know, show the respect. Right, right, right. I think there are some companies that are doing that very much so. Yeah. Google. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of it in the technology sector. I've seen that um, there are a number of, of technology companies that are being much more conscious. And, and there is this whole movement of, I've learned here in New York City, mostly in startups, but I think it's spreading out called uh, social good ventures where people are, are, are don't want to run a nonprofit but want to do some good for the planet but still you know, can make a, a good living from that. Exactly, and there's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely. Quite to the contrary. Right. I mean, you know, that's what win-win is. Yes, yes. And, um, and that's, I think, what I really always liked about working with Chinese people. Ah. It, good business was always a win-win business. Ah, okay. You know. Yes. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and I think there is sort of, e- even if... Uh, you know, recent years and the Cultural Revolution destroyed a lot of it. There's still that Confucianism, and uh, you know that underlying Buddhist Confucius philosophy, the the middle of the road, working things out, and 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 not trying to push against things, but learning how to dance. Yes, with things. The, the yin yang, you yeah, know, yin uh, yang, yeah. expanding, contracting, expanding, contracting. So yeah. What has surprised you the most over your life and over the things that you've done? I think to discover that I'm funny. <laughs> <laughs> now that's a very honest answer, right? Yeah, most people don't think they're that funny, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. Um, what would you like to leave our audience with? What would you want them to know or feel? Well, just remember to breathe. Mm. I think we we all, most of us anyway, don't breathe deeply. Yeah. Deep, very breathe very shallow, right. and that cuts off a lot of energy in our body. And breathing yeah. is very essential to life. Absolutely, and it also expands consciousness. Yes, it does. So, uh, breathing into your tummy. Um, to the count of four, so you know you mm-hmm. breathe in to the four seconds, you mm-hmm. hold four seconds, you exhale four seconds, mm-hmm. and you hold four seconds. You start this all over again. Um, I would suggest you try this five minutes in the morning when you get up, mm-hmm. five minutes before you go to sleep, and then you know write to me what happened. Right, because know. don't believe me, just, right, just tell right. me how you feel. So since you said right to you how do people get in touch with you how do they learn more about the things you do well um they can go to my website jacqueline at jacquelinemuller.com j-a-c-q-u-e-l-i-n-e at j-a-c-q-u-e-l-i-n-e-m-u-l-l-e-r.com and, and that's uh, your they'll find is, is JacquelineMuller.com. Yes, there's one of them, and mm-hmm. then there is SacredWorldJourneys.com. And with both, you will find a way to contact me. Wonderful. Wonderful. And I would love to hear from all of you. Yes. And if yes. I can be of service in any which way, please let me know. Right, and and you know, you guys know from this hour, like Jacqueline is is a very international person, so it doesn't matter what country you're listening to us from, you can get in touch with her, right? Absolutely. You have to give us a list. What are all the different languages you know now? <laughs> well, uh, I'm 
quite fluent in Thai, Thai. Swiss German, German, Danish. I understand Swedish and Norwegian. I speak Italian, a bit of Spanish, and a smattering of others. Yeah, <laughs> you hear that? <laughs> so doesn't matter where you come from in the world. You can probably communicate with Jacqueline without any <laughs> problems. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Jacqueline. Thank you very much for having me here. It it's was a delightful wonderful. hour. Thank yes, you. Yes, it was. A very fast hour. And uh, just to remind people, um, this is uh, our last show for the month, the 21st, because next week, the 28th, is Thanksgiving. And as our tradition, the 28th and 29th, will be, uh, we won't be live. We'll take, take some time off to be with family and friends. Um, we'll, I'm actually going to be out of the country in a way and having fun. So, um, But you can always tune in anytime, and we'll be back uh, first week of December with all brand new live shows. Thank you for tuning in. Please stay tuned. Uh, immediately following, we have, uh, of course, J.C. Maldonado with his show, The 21st Century Entrepreneur, followed by a brand new show of uh, Tony Martinetti, Nonprofit Radio. Um, congratulations to Tony again for, for getting out there and uh, syndicated in some uh, FM stations out on the West Coast. And uh, for those of you who haven't been listening um, to Kevin Barbaro's show, Coffee Talk, um, he might be getting syndicated too, so you might uh, start noticing uh, things getting around a little bit more than than uh, in the past. So let your friends know. Tune in and listen. And also, don't forget, brand new URL, talkradio.nyc. For those of you who can't type real well and if talkingalternative.com is too long for you, you can find us now at talkradio.nyc. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving holiday for those here in the United States. And uh, we will talk to you in a couple of weeks. Take care. Here's a little song I wrote. You might want to sing it note for note. Don't worry. Be happy. In every life we have some trouble. But when you worry, you make it double. Don't worry. Be happy. Don't worry, be happy now. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Are you stuck in your business or career? Trying to take your business to the next level and it keeps hitting a wall? This is Sam Leibowitz, the Conscious Consultant. I will help you get to the root cause of your abundance issues and help move you forward in your life. Call me now and let's create the future you dream of. 212-721-8183. That's 212-721-8183. The Conscious Consultant, helping conscious people be better business people. Have you ever decided to reinvent yourself? Are you navigating a new life's journey? Are you an aspiring artist that's looking for direction? This is Kevin Barbaro, and my new show, Coffee Talk 3.0, is your new best friend. Tune in live to hear successful professional artists and their inspiring real-life adventures Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, right here at TalkingAlternative.com. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. Have you ever considered consulting a roadmap when you feel you need help getting to your destination? When the normal path seems blocked, a little help can come in handy when choosing an alternate route. Your natal chart is a map of your potentials. It addresses relationships, finance, business, health, and above all, creativity. Current planetary cycles can either support or challenge your objectives. I'm Montgomery Taylor. If you would like to explore the help of a private astrological reading, please contact me at Monty at MontyTaylor.com. That's Monty, M-O-N-T-Y, at MontyTaylor.com. 
I'm the aptly named host of Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio, big nonprofit ideas for the other 95%. Fundraising, board relations, social media, my guests and I cover everything that small and mid-sized shops struggle with. If you have big dreams and a small budget, you have a home at Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. Fridays, 1 to 2 Eastern at TalkingAlternative.com. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. 